Welcome to Highway Christian Community Sermon Downloads. For more sermons, please visit our website. We know you will be blessed as you listen. Take care and God bless. Uh, maybe while they're taking the, the offering, I can just, just share a short testimony just in terms of finances. Um, so I was... I do ministry, but at the same time, I also uh, was the CEO of a, of a big sports distribution company, and um, I was earning a reasonably decent salary, and we were, and I'd been feeling the Lord speaking to me for a while about going full-time in ministry and just really focusing more on ministry, and um, I, I decided that March, end of March was D-Day, I was going to resign and I didn't know what it was going to look like, but I decided that's it. I'm going to resign and, and we're going to trust God and, and go for it. But I, and the ministry could afford to pay me a small stipend. It was really a small stipend. And uh, the drop in my salary was between 75 and 85% of my salary. And, um, but I just, I'd, I just I'd wrestled with it. I felt like the Lord said to me, you know, Hilton, um, how many more excuses are you going to make? And I was starting to run low on excuses. And so I decided, okay, that's it, Lord. I'm committed. End of March this year, I'm resigning. And um, so 26th of March, we went into lockdown. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, Lord, what now? I'm supposed to resign on the 31st of March. And now here I am, 26th, we're in lockdown. And the Lord just said to me, he says, like, what are you waiting for? Just, you know, resign. So I, I stepped down. I asked them if they could give me a, because they said, the company said, look, we got, it's very tough. We, don't know, we haven't got an income, and um, we're not sure what, what we're going to do. So you, we're not going to be able to pay salaries. And when we do come back, everyone's going to have to take a 50% pay cut. So I was like, okay, well, you know, then I thought, well, if they're going to um, uh, drop the salaries, I'll just ask for, a, I'll ask for a voluntary retrenchment. So they said, we'll give you a voluntary retrenchment, but no package. So... Yeah, so I took, I said, okay, that's fine, I'll take it. But I thought at least I can get a stipend from the ministry. You know, it's me making plans, uh, making some clever plans. And I thought, well, then I can claim UIF and I can get a small ministry stipend and we'll kind of scratch and make it and somehow God will do it. And, um, and then, but the company said to me, look, we really don't want you to leave. We'll retrench you, but we don't want you to leave. We'd love you to stay in some capacity, in whatever capacity suits you, you're welcome to stay. So I said, Okay, I'll stay as a as a sales rep. So, I've, in in essence, I fired myself from CEO. I, I went from CEO to sales rep, and um, and they pay me a commission only, no, not not one sal- not one cent salary. And so, my first month, uh, I think this was May. My first month's commission was six hundred rand. You can't read. Yeah, <laughs> amen. Yeah, six hundred rand. You don't. You can't really live on six hundred rand. And in the next month, it became 6,000 rand. And the next month, it became 20,000 rand. And the next month, it grew again. And it just, it has been the most amazing adventure. And I, it literally felt like the Lord just said to me, Hilton, I don't want you to do anything. I just want you to hold my hand and walk with me. And I will show you. So the Lord, and then I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, Hilton, pay attention to one month, three months, and 12 months after you make this decision. I must just say, um, it's, I, I, I've, 
and Steve will know, but I've felt, you know, the call of God on my life for many, many years, and I've been trying to go full-time for many, many years, and uh, when COVID happened and we went into full lockdown, the Lord said, okay, now's the time, and I just had to laugh because I'm like, Lord, you really have a sense of humor. In a global pandemic, you decide, okay, now is the time. You seem to think this is a great time. I had, I had really had a different idea in mind, and this wasn't it. And, um, and yet the Lord said, this is the perfect time. And um, in the middle of a global pandemic, God has blessed my family, blessed our finances, blessed us. Um, you know, yeah, amen. And it's, so I really just want to encourage you. And I know that each one of you are in a different situation and facing different things. And maybe for some of you, it's been, it's, you've had a 50% pay cut, or maybe some of you have been, you know, been retrenched or whatever the case is. But I just want to tell you that God is faithful. God is faithful to his people. He is faithful to you. He will not leave you. He will not forsake you. He knows what you have need of even before you ask. He is, he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think. And I'm, I've just been experiencing it. This, you know, people, have, uh, people talk about how bad this COVID year has been. And certainly it's been real turmoil. It's been... Uh, we've faced challenges that we've never had to face. And yet in the midst of it, God doesn't want us just to survive COVID. God wants his people to thrive in COVID. In every situation, that's his desire. God's plan for your life is not a plan, a downward spiral towards destruction. His plan for your life is an upward spiral from glory to glory and from grace to grace. From, from blessing to blessing. His plan for you is not to destroy you. So I just, those of you that are facing just a, a really tough maybe situation in the, in the middle of all of this, God is not finished. God is with you. God is able. And I really just want to encourage you this morning. I just felt I wanted to just share that with you before we start. So that's just for free, okay? That's not going to cost you anything. <laughs> no. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Steve, do you need glasses? You need these. Oh, no, it's just for reading. Yeah. You can see me. Okay. <laughs> Maybe you don't want to see me. Yeah, your phone, in case someone calls. Um, uh, can we just take this down? Can we take it down? I don't like being up, up there. I told you the last time I did it. Can I put this down? Can I work on the cordless? hear me. Wonderful. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So I just had a couple of prophetic words before we start, and um, some general words for, for, for people here, but then also just some specific words. First of all, um, sir, uh, gentlemen sitting right at the back, you're holding a piece of paper in front of your mouth. Well, what's your name? Selo. Selo, is that right? Selo, um, I looked at you this morning, and I just saw, I saw you standing with a, uh, you were plastering, you know, I don't know what plasterers use, some tools, plastering tools, yes, Pla plast, but not plasters you stick on, plastering walls, you know, um, and I saw you plastering, and I just immediately, I just felt the Lord said that he has called you to be a peacemaker, and, and, and God's going to use you in a mighty way to bring 
to cover over. And I, and I was immediately reminded of the, of the scripture that says, love covers a multitude of sins. And I see you, God, using you specifically to cover over a multitude of sins, to bring unity. And I see God's going to use you to bring healing to the nations, not just this nation. I see God really using you in this nation to bring healing amongst the multiple nations that we have living in our country. But I also see God using you in the nations. You're gonna, God's going to use you in the nations. So I really just want to encourage you, uh, be a good plasterer, man. Go and plaster over all the cracks and all the mess and all the, all the stuff. Um, we plastered our house about a year ago. Pa, pa, uh, yeah, plaster, plasterer, not a plasterer. <laughs> um, so I just encourage you with that, yeah. And um, yeah, I really, um, I feel like there's, like there's a joy over you that's, uh, that's infectious and contagious, and it really just has this ability to just bring, uh, bring a lot of healing for people. Um, and, ah, yeah, you know what? Um, you're, you're a man of no reputation. You're not worried about your reputation. You're not worried about what people think. You just want to do what you really, really just have a heart after God. And, um, and I really just encourage you, my friend, continue just to let God just shine and, and flow through you. And, and God's going to use you in a, in a mighty way to just bring unity amongst people. Blessed are the peacemakers. Amen. Amen. Um, and then my, my brother just sitting here. I, I saw you, you prayed now when we were opening in prayer. Yeah. Um, I just need my cell phone for this, really. Um, yeah, so, so I really just want to encourage you there. Just God gave me a scripture in Ephesians 4, uh, verses 1 to 6, and I feel like that scripture is for you. And it speaks there. It says, there is one body and one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling. And I just felt the Lord immediately just speak to me and say, and, and he wants to remind you that you were called as a minister of hope. You are really, God, is, I see so clearly on your life, the call of God in your life, and that you need to continue just to press into it and take hold of everything that God has called you to and for. And, and, and Ephesians 6 says this, it just says in the end, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. And I just feel so strongly for you that, that God, is, God is for you, God is with you, He is in you, He wants to flow through you, and you, God has called you to bring hope to people. You, I see you have this, you ha, when, I look, when I looked at you praying, you really have such a strong gift of encouragement. I think this is going to be awesome for this chat. Yeah. I found out something uh, during, the, um, during this whole COVID thing. I found out that I can't wear these masks over my ears because I don't have, I don't know, is it right? Um, I found out I don't have much cartilage in my ears, so they, you put these things over, and it's like your ears fold forward, and the mask flies off, and it's so embarrassing. So, yeah, I have to wear a mask around the back of my head. At least my head stays on most of the time, although my wife might disagree. But, um, yeah, so, um, sir, I just, I really want to encourage you that God has called you in hope and for hope. And, I, yeah. I feel like there's been some there's there've been some setbacks and there's been some discouragement and things that have come that have that have kind of pushed almost pushed back on the on the call of God kind of um, different 
sets of circumstances and things that, that made you wanted to kind of, whether you wanted to or not, there was like a, there was some discouragement and there was a drawing back. But I just really feel God just saying to you, push forward into the call of God. If what you have is what people need, there is something so powerful on the inside of you that the world needs and that the church needs. And I, and I really feel like God has called you to the church um, to bring hope in the church. Um, I don't know what your involvement is. I mean, I see you on, are you on the sound desk here or these, oh, the, sound, the song board? Huh? Oh, AV. Okay. So, but I feel like there's more than that. And I don't feel like there's, I don't feel like it's just a, a, a background thing. Um, I feel like there's some stuff that you, that you, there's a message inside of you and stuff that you're carrying inside of you that you need to, you need to bring and you need to share and you need to step forward with it. And, I, and as much as the enemy has come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard and just push you forward. Amen. Amen. Bless you. Um, and then as we were, as, oh, hi, Shane. <laughs> okay, I haven't forgotten about Shane, my good friend. I'll introduce him now. But um, uh, just when we were praying this morning, I saw a picture of a, of a, a small sailboat. And the sailboat... Um, had been sailing, trying to sail into a headwind, and it, there's just been this like massive headwind. And the sailboat, when when you sail into a tailwind, those of you that might sail, I've only seen seen. I used to windsurf a little bit, so I understand this a little bit. But when you sail with the tailwind, you you just hold up the sails and it goes. But when you sail into a headwind, you need to tack. They call it tacky. So you sail across this way and you come back that way and you zigzag your way into a headwind. And, um, and I just saw this, the sailboat had been sailing into this, trying to sail into this headwind and realized that you needed to tack. And as you tacked, what really stood out for me in this vision was that the moment that, the moment the sailboat turned, I, what I expected was that the wind would pick it up and it would go immediately. But actually what happened, it was like there was a stillness that came over it. And the whole boat just came to a standstill, and the and the sails were just hanging, and it, and the, and it was just like a stillness, a moment of stillness, and and then slowly the wind began to change, and it started to blow into the sails, and the sails and it picked up speed. But I feel like there's people here this morning, and this year, this year, you hit a headwind, and and everything came to a stop, and I feel, and obviously we know with COVID that a lot of this had happened, but I feel specifically that there's people here that you were sailing into a headwind and you felt that you needed to change attack, change angle, and you changed direction. But when you changed direction, it was like nothing happened and you panicked and you were afraid and you were like, what the heck is going on here? Like I thought if I turned that this was going to immediately, there was going to be momentum and it was going to move. And I feel like there's people here that you've changed Either a job or, a, or a, something, something very significant in your life changed this year. And when you moved, you thought it was going to move immediately, and it didn't. And I just feel to encourage you that God is, God is realigning the wind, and that the, it's going to pick up in your life, and you're going to get the momentum. Do not fear. Do not fear that things have stood still for a while, and it seems like nothing is happening. I just want to encourage you. God is moving. God is moving in your life. Do not doubt it. Do not fear it because God is with you. 
and the wind will come into your sails and it's going to take off. So I'd really just want to, and I want to pray maybe, just very quickly, if that's you this morning, and you maybe just feel like you, there, was a, there was a hectic change in direction for you this year, and it felt like things have just kind of stood still, and you were a little bit unsure of whether you had done the right thing, I just want you to stand, and I just want to pray a prayer over you right now quickly. Just let's pray. Just stand. Just stand. If that's you, just let's quickly stand, and let's pray for you. Maybe people... Uh, that are maybe people that are around the people that are standing. Just maybe just put your hand on them. Just let's let's do some body ministry quickly. Just if if you're standing, just let other people just come and stand and lay hands on you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I feel like this is just so important for some people here. I feel like there's discouragement that has come. There's fear that's come. There's doubts that have come. And it's felt like those doubts were overwhelming you. This morning, Lord, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I speak your freedom over people this morning. I speak the wind of the Holy Spirit to begin to blow in their sails, in the sails of their life, Lord. Thank you, Father, that you are behind them. Thank you, Lord, that you are with them, Lord, that you do not leave them, that you do not forsake them, that you do not give up on them. Thank you, Lord, for your kind intentions towards them this morning, Lord. Thank you, Father, that you speak into their lives, Lord. You speak and things begin to happen, Lord. Lord, I thank you that you just give confidence this morning, that you break every lie, break every fear, break every doubt, Lord, over these people this morning. Thank you, Father, for fresh faith. In the name of Jesus, fresh faith, blow Holy Spirit, blow into their lives, Lord. Let the wind of your spirit begin to blow into them, Lord. Let everything that's not of you be, be blown away, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you that they will come with great testimonies. That, they, that oh, Lord, ha, that you've called them, Lord, for this. Thank you, Lord, that even though they've changed direction, Lord, you move with them. That they move in you. In him we live and move. And have our being. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for fresh hope that rises in them this morning. Fresh fire in them this morning. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, that you blow by your Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Oh, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Ha-ha. Is that encouraging? Amen. <laughs> yeah. God is more encouraging than we than we will allow sometimes, and we even understand He's more encouraging. So before I go any further, <laughs> without forgetting, um, I just want to introduce my friend Shane. Can I have the mic? Can I use the other mic? Um, so this is my, this is my good friend, Shane from, he's from Falvata in the Waterberg in Limpopo. He's come all the way down. So he traveled a few hours down to Pretoria. Then we flew down to Durban yesterday and, um, uh, God has just connected us in a beautiful way. Shane is the, Shane is the, the, he's the pastor of a, of a church, a small Bushveld church in the middle of the, the water.
Waterberg Mountains. It's literally, you drive 10 kilometers down a dirt road. It's the only church that I've ever been to in the world where you have a game drive on the way to church and from church. <laughs> yeah. So um, if ever you want to visit a really, really amazing, beautiful church, um, it's, it's this little church. It's a stone, little stone church in, uh, in the middle of the bush. You just kind of stumble across it and... Uh, and uh, God is doing an amazing work through this, this church. And Shane and I have connected, um, and we've traveled together. We've, uh, we, we, we were in Belarus and Armenia together, and we've traveled a few places together. And um, I'm so grateful to meet somebody like Shane. Shane, Shane I don't think, likes being called a pastor. He's, uh, he's also a businessman, uh, runs, a, runs a horseback safari that... Uh, Tourists come from all over the world, and they come and ride horses, and, and you ride, sitting on the back of a horse, you see zebra and giraffe and all kinds of animals, and the tourists love it. And uh, I, I, I said, though, it's the, the, horse ride, the horseback safaris are really just a cover for the gospel. It's, uh, they're using it as a, as a front. It's a front. They, the, this horseback safari is really a, an, it's a, a tool that God has given them to really reach uh, foreign tourists, people come there that are atheists, that are come from very religious, nominal backgrounds, and God just gets hold of them, and they, they and, and Shane and them invite people to their church, they invite the tourists, they say, hey, come to the church, and the tourists are like, oh, yeah, we want to go to an African church, let's go, and they think it, and then God just ambushes them, and people get saved, He's, uh, Shane's prayed for people on the, from the back of a horse, just leading people to Christ while they're out on a safari, just leading people to Christ. It's just the most amazing thing. And, um, and ch- God is really using that little church. Um, I don't know how many people are in the church. Maybe a hundred? Maybe a hundred. Yeah. And um, so I just wanted Shane just to introduce, and I think there's also a couple of words that I wanted Shane just to share with you guys this morning. But I want Shane maybe just to introduce himself a little bit more. Um, there's a lot more you can say about yourself. I haven't said it all. <laughs> Thank you, Hilton. Yeah, no, it's been a, a, an amazing relationship, really, that we've been able to strike up in the last two or three years where um, Hilton's come up and been able to minister like he's doing this morning. And it's just been a wonderful encouragement to us uh, as a church family uh, and quite exciting. Uh, and it's, it's kind of tied up with, with our heart as a church to see the kingdom uh, released and revealed in everyday life. We, we, the Lord showed me a few years ago that actually he didn't want me to go into full-time ministry. He wanted me to remain in tourism, that that was where my ministry would be. And I didn't agree with him. I, I really didn't want that to be the case, but he felt specifically for me that that was what I needed to do. And then he began a, over a period of a couple of years to show me how that looked. And that's become very exciting for me because that changes on a daily basis. And I've become very excited to see how Jesus loves ministering in the marketplace. He loves ministering right where you're at, in your home, uh, in your workplace, in just casual relationships. With, with anybody that you bump into, there's, there's very often an opportunity for Jesus to be seen. Uh, and I find that particularly exciting and humbling, I have to say, and humbling. And, and as Hilton said, you know, I've had odd occasions where I found myself in conversations on the back of, the horse, of a horse looking at game. And people break down and they want to talk about their, their deepest fears, their deepest need. And you realize, actually, hold on a second, the Holy Spirit is, is ministering here. Uh, and 
and then just following what Jesus is trying to do in that situation. So I, in a sense, I'm just encouraging you this morning that, that your, your full-time ministry is right where you are. It's, it's where you are in your home, uh, you know, with your, with your wife or your husband, with your kids. It's, it's in the local store. It's how you go about your business. It's how about how you treat other human beings. You'll see the Holy Spirit at work. Uh, what I wanted, to, I've just got a, a word that I wanted to share this morning as we were praying um, before coming here this morning. Um, I, I just got a, a sense, and actually I felt the confirmation of it when uh, that, that lovely young lady stood here and made a, a declaration this morning about eagle's wings and, and, saying, <laughs> and saying how she, she felt renewed by the strength of the Lord in her, that she, she felt her youth renewed. And I just love that declaration. It was so beautiful. Um, and it tied up with the word I had this morning. And, and I feel sometimes that, that little tears appear uh, in the fabric of, our, fabric of our life. It can be in, in relationships. Um, and it can be in our health, in our physical health. It can be in our emotional health. Sometimes we just get a little tear. And sometimes we're a little bit afraid to admit it because I think sometimes in the church family, we, we kind of feel like we have to be on our game all the time and there's no room for a tear. But what I had a picture of this morning was the, just the redemptive power of the cross and the blood that was poured out there. And it's, it's forever moving. It, it never loses its power. It never stops moving. And I believe this morning that there are probably some people here, maybe all of us here, have a little tear somewhere. It might be in our relationship. Uh, with our nearest and dearest, our, our kids maybe, or our wife or our husband. It might be that you've got a physical sickness that you, you know, you're just keeping quiet, you're holding on to, but you want to see the breakthrough in that. It could be that um, you've just got some, some emotional issue. This year has highlighted a lot of emotional issues, fear issues in our lives. And I just feel this morning that the Lord wants you to know that his blood has that covered. It, it is covered. That blood is continually ministering. It never loses its life. And Jesus said, I've come that you may have life and life in abundance. So I just want to release that over you this morning. I just want, you know, very often with the Lord, the, 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 the acknowledgement is what activates our faith. When we do some demonstration, it just, just says, I receive this. I acknowledge that you have paid for this. I acknowledge this and I receive this in the name of Jesus. So if we could just stand. Maybe if we all do it, then there's no embarrassment. <laughs> And let's just receive that. Let me just pray over you. Heavenly Father, this morning we just thank you that you're the redemptive power of the cross, the blood of Jesus Christ shed for us, is available always. And Lord, we just acknowledge that little tear, wherever that might be within us. We acknowledge it to you right now in the quietness of our hearts. And we just receive, we hold our hand out, Lord, and we just receive the blood of Christ shed at the cross, the redemptive work the restoration, the healing of our bodies, the healing in our relationships, healing of our emotions, Lord. Lift that fear off us and fill us again by your spirit. Fill us again, Lord. Let us know your face, Jesus. We've sung it this morning. We want to know your face. We want to look at you full in the face. Thank you, Jesus.
I rather, you know, we, we're so good at being church meeters, you know. Church, I've been in church all my life, growing up in church, been ministering for many, many years, and um, and we're good at, we get so good at being church. We can be professional churchgoers, um, know what to say, when to say it, when to stand, when to sit, when to kneel, when to raise our hands, when to sing, when to pray, when, you know, uh, when to shout amen to the pastor's sermon, and, and we're so good. Yeah, amen. <laughs> amen. <laughs> and we're so good at it. And I'd rather, I'd rather have church where we have five minutes where we connect with Jesus than, than five hours of just routine. Five hours of just doing church or one and a half hours of doing church. I'd rather just connect with Jesus. You know, there's people in this place. I remember I remember attending a church service one day and, and the, the person sitting next to me before the service started just said to me, listen, I don't know where my next meal's coming from. Really, my, me and my family are in a desperate situation. We don't know what's, where our next meal's coming from. We are just absolutely desperate. And then the person got up the, the, the speaker got up in church that morning and preached on the great white throne from in the book of Revelation. And I was just thinking, I remember thinking to myself, so what's the, what, what's the takeaway for this person that's sitting in, this, sitting in the church that morning, absolutely desperate? And what relevance is it for us to preach on the great white throne when there's people sitting in the church, broken, hurting, sick, in need, and it, I traveled. I, tr- I traveled once. We I traveled up to a church um, in northern, just outside of Moscow, 150 kilometers north of Moscow, a, a place called Alexandrov. And I remember being invited to speak at this church, and I got up to speak. And as I got up to speak, the Lord said to me, "Stop everything." See, and He identified a, a family, a, a couple in the church, and He said, "Stop everything." And he says, today, you do nothing except minister to this couple. Stop the whole meeting. So I stopped the meeting, and I just felt, <laughs> and I, I just felt the Holy Spirit just speaking. And I said, today, we need to minister to this family. We need to minister to this couple. I said, I want us to take up an offering this morning. I'm, being, I'm just ruining the pastors. I'm ruining his church. I'm ruining his offering. Yeah. And I'm like, there, I can just see the pastor saying, oh, Lord, there goes my offering. <laughs> and I said, and I want the church. I said, today, we're just going to love on these people. We're going to love on them. I want you to come and pray for them. I want you to bring your offering today, and I want you to just bless this family. Well, when I said it, this family just burst into tears. They burst into tears, and they sobbed, and they sobbed. I don't know for how long they, they were just standing there just sobbing as people came. And people surrounded them. People were putting, putting money down their, sh- their shirts and shoving it in their pockets and throwing it at their feet and just loving on them and praying for them. And afterwards, I heard the testimony that this family was absolutely destitute. They were just absolutely, it was a husband and wife and two children. And they were just broken. And they were sitting in church that, that morning. And it was just amazing to me how God stopped everything just for them. Stopped everything. And I, and for me, it's just so important. Sitting here this morning, we can, we can do church or we can have church. We can be the church. And we can allow the Holy Spirit to do what He wants to do. And I'd rather 
that we have the Holy Spirit move and minister. Oh, amen. Ah. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. I want to tell you this morning, God loves every single one of you sitting there this morning. God is here this morning, and he's super interested in you. God doesn't just love you. He actually likes you. You see, because it's so easy for, oh, God loves me. You know, like it's some, it's a religious thing. God loves you, but he actually likes you. He enjoys being with you. He enjoys, he likes, he likes your little idiosyncrasies and, and the way that he made you. Some of you are a little bit different. <laughs> to say it nicely. But God loves you. God loves you so much. And he's here for you this morning. And he's here. He's so near to you. His presence is with you. He has not left you or forsaken you. He, he is so near to you. Amen. I just, if, I want everyone just to say more. 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 It's interesting for me when Jesus fed the 5,000. He fed the 5,000 and they took up 12 baskets of, of leftovers. And I just, this morning, I just want to say to you that, that you know, when I think about, when I think about the 5,000 and feeding the 5,000, it was like God was just showing off. He's showing off. He's going, you know what, we could have taken up one basket or there could have been no baskets left over of leftovers. But he, they take up 12 baskets of leftovers after feeding 5,000. And it was like God just wants you to understand that there is always more. That there is more. There's more to your Christian faith. There's more to your walk. There's more to, to what God has for you than you've ever dreamed, thought, imagined. That he has more for you. And I just feel so many times in the church, we limit, we limit what God wants to do. We, we set the limit. We're the ones who draw up, draw the line and we say that, this is, where, this is what God is able to do in my life. But God wants to do exceedingly abundantly. Ephesians 3. God wants to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think. The, the, there was a lady this morning who came up and I, um, who spoke about uh, renewing your youth like eagle's wings. So let's start there. Let's go to Psalm 103. Go to Psalm 103. See, David, David, yeah, and he said, from, I think it's verse 2. David says this, and I, and I, want, I want to bring something out of this this morning that, that you understand that there's more. Uh, Psalm 103. Psalm 119 from verse 1 till verse 175. No, what is that? I don't know how many verses. No, I'm joking. Psalm 103. It says, uh, verse 2, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. It's such a well-known psalm, this. Who forgives all your iniquities. So many times, oh, who forgives all your iniqui iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, and who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your youth with good things, uh, so, your mouth, sorry, apologies, your mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. And, I, and for me, when I read that scripture, there is a beautiful progression. There's a beautiful progression in the scripture. And, 
And so many times as Christians, we kind of go, bless the Lord, oh my soul, who forgives all your iniquities. And many Christians camp there. They stop there. I'm forgiven. Oh God, I'm forgiven. Thank you, Lord, I'm forgiven. And when you see them 20 years later, I'm forgiven. I'm, they're still forgiven. Because God forgave my iniquities. But they stop there. They camp there. And they don't realize that there's more that God has for me. Who forgives, who forgives you? And it says, and, and he heals you. Who heals your diseases. So, they, so God's desire is that we move from just forgiveness, that we move to healing. And so many times I see people in the church, we, they camped at a place of healing. 20 years later, they still, oh man, I'm just trusting God for healing. And they've camped there. So they're forgiven. And then they get healed. But that's where they stay. But God has a greater plan. Everyone say more. This morning, God has more. I'm telling you, God has more for you than just forgiving your sins. God has more for you than just healing your diseases. It says, who redeems your life from destruction. God's plan for you is to redeem your life from destruction. I was, by the age of 15, I'd been arrested four times uh, for really, I, I think it was petty crimes. years old and you're doing it just because you can and um, eventually I was arrested for breaking into a very big university and um, for, for breaking entry and theft and, uh, and that's how my life turned around was that moment um, but God has, God has walked me through a journey in my, in my Christian walk where he's brought me you know there were, there were people that knew me and knew my family that knew my family they were friends with my mom and dad. And they used, to, they used to say, that boy, that boy is just trouble. He's just going to be a disaster. He's going to be, be destruction wherever he goes. And then they met me 30-something years later. They met me, and, I was, and I'm doing ministry, and I'm serving God, and I love Jesus. And they were like, what? You? <laughs> they were like, this is not possible. How can it be? But you see, this is God's plan. He doesn't want to just save you. He doesn't want to just heal you. He wants to redeem your life from destruction. He wants to take the mess and the rubbish that is you or was you, and he wants to redeem it. God is a specialist at taking the broken. God is a specialist at taking the, the, the useless, the stuff that should be thrown away. He takes it and he redeems it and he brings something so beautiful out of it. And I want to encourage you this morning that God has more for you than just that. And it says, yeah, who crowns you? And, and this just, this is where it really blows me away. It says, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. I just see it. I see what God does. He comes, and I just see it. In, I see it so clearly. God comes, and he takes me. He takes me out of a pit. That word destruction says the, it's actually, it, it, it means the pit. God takes you out of a grave. He takes you out of it, and he brings you. He saves you. He heals you. He redeems you. And then he comes to you, 
and he takes and he puts on your life. He comes to you in front of everybody, in front of the whole world. He comes and he takes a crown and he puts it on top of your head. Not his head, your head. And he crowns you with loving kindness. Whose loving kindness does he crown you with? His loving kindness. God comes and he puts, he, he deems us so worthy that he comes and he puts upon us a crown of his love and his mercy and his goodness and his grace and his favor and his joy and his life and his peace. And he puts it on top of us. And he says, you're worthy. You're worthy. I've chosen you. It's like God honors you. He honors you. Like the, like the story of the prodigal son. God doesn't just say, welcome home. Now get back to work and go clean up the mess. And he doesn't. He puts a robe on. And then he, he redeems him. And he brings him back into sonship. And he brings him into authority. And he brings him into, the, into inheritance. And he brings him into the fullness of what he has for his son. God takes a young man who was 15 years old and messed up and thought it was fun to break into people's houses. And he takes that life and he makes something out of it that, that you couldn't even have dreamed would have been possible. And that's how good he is to us. That's how much more he has for us. He doesn't just stop at salvation. And so many times in the church, and, I, and this is what I want to say to you, church. You see, because as long as we have the mentality of, I'm just going to get saved. As long as we sit in church and we have a mentality of, I'm, just gonna, I'm here for healing. That the church is just a hospital. Yes, the church is a place of healing. But the church is so much more. So much more. But when we have the mentality of salvation only, or healing only, or redemption only, when we don't understand that God has come and He puts authority, He puts loving kindness on you, He puts His grace, He puts His anointing on you, He chooses you to make a difference in this world. If we don't reach that point, we will in this church forever sit in church and be feeling sorry for ourselves and getting over ourselves. When God has called you, go, oh, God has called you to make a difference. God has crowned you to make a difference. He's called you. Young man, God has called you. God has called you. He's called you. He loves you. He's not just going to leave you with just salvation. He's not just going to leave you with just a little bit. That scripture says, he says, he satisfies your mouth with good things. And he renews your youth like an eagle. God will, God will provide for you. God will bless you. God will use you. God will satisfy you with good things. You see, oh, there's more to what God has for us than we imagine. 
There's so much more. I want to encourage you this morning. Do not stop until you take hold of everything that Christ took hold of you for. Everything. He's got an inheritance for you. You are here to make a difference. You are not here to, ha, you see, I grew up in the Methodist church. And I love the Methodists. Thank God for the Methodists. I'm, I'm so eternally grateful for my spiritual uh, heritage. I got saved in the Methodist church. But there's a mindset so often that was in the church that was just like, we were just thankful sinners. Oh God, I'm so glad that I'm saved. And God, I just can't wait for you to come back one day. And I'm just going to hang in here until you get back. Jesus. And so much of that mindset is still in the church where we're just hanging on for Jesus. What are you doing? No, I'm hanging on until Jesus comes back. We're not here to just hang on. We're not here to just survive. We're here to thrive. We're here to prosper. We're here to make it. We're here to change the world. To change the atmosphere. I spoke about this in, in Falvata a couple of weeks ago. I just said, you know, God's plan is to, to reveal the, the, the Hebrew word, and I don't know if I pronounce it correctly, but the Hebrew word is kabod. Kabod? Kabod means the weighty presence of God. God wants to put his weighty presence on your life. That the glory of God radiates out of us. That people will look at you and recognize the glory of God resting upon your life. Not figurative glory. We're so good in the church at talking in figurative, symbolic, poetic terms. And I'm like, God, I want your glory. I want your glory to shine in me, to shine through me, that it comes out of my eyes, it comes out of my mouth, it drips off my fingertips, that the glory of God is so manifest in my life that before I even open my mouth, people see something different. They recognize the presence and the glory of God. Sorry, I hit this mic. It's okay. Don't ever just settle for salvation and the basics. Because that's not God's plan. Don't get to heaven one day and the Lord say, scratch the surface of what I had available for you. I am so hungry as I stand here before you this morning. I am so hungry for the more of God. I am so hungry. When it says, when Philippians says that you shine in amongst the perverse generation, that you shine as lights, I don't want it to just be symbolic. I don't want it just to be a figurative thing. Lord, let me shine. Let there be a physical, you know, people that are unsaved and people that are into uh, other things, they talk about um, you have an aura. They talk about an aura that's around somebody. And they recognize an aura around somebody. I want the God-given glory of God to radiate out of me, that I shine physically, physically shine. If it was good enough for Moses and it was good enough for Jesus, and Jesus is the example, 
and he shone, well then glory to God, let me shine. And not just in a figurative sense. Let us shine. Let you walk into a room and the atmosphere changes. When you walk into the room, life walks into the room. When you walk into the room, hope comes into the room. crown of your loving kindness on these people this morning. Take them deeper than they've ever been. Go further than they've ever been. Go give them more than they ever thought and dreamed possible, Lord. I speak it over your life this morning in Jesus' name. That the glory of God would rest upon you in a mighty way. I had a ah, I had an encounter, you know, I I had somebody came to me at work the other day, and I'm rep, as I said earlier, I'm repping. And somebody came to me and they just said, you know, Hilton, you're the only, you're the only rep that we know that every single day you'll come in with sales. Every day you'll come with sales. And I said to him, well, it's not me. It's really, I'm not a good, I'm really not that good a salesman. I think I'm too honest. But I said to him, uh, just my, what the words that came out of my mouth, we're standing in the warehouse and all the other staff were standing around the warehouse staff. And I just said, it's really not me, it's Jesus. And they said to me, oh, but Ruth, it's, it's more than that. He said, there's like, a, there's like an aura around you. There's like this thing around you that just, and, and he's, he didn't even realize what he was saying. But he, what he was saying is, is that, he, that the glory of God is on me and it's the glory of God that's doing this work. I worked with Iron Man down in Port Elizabeth, and I was w- walking from the from the basement. I had to go upstairs to where the expo was, and I got in the lift. And as the doors were closing, these two women came and they ran and they said, "Oh, sorry, can we just jump in the lift?" And as they got in the lift, I, do, I was just standing in the lift like people do in a lift, you know. So, but instead of looking at the numbers, I just looked at them. So I just stood, and I just, I, I just looked at them, and I was like, okay. And they got in the lift, and they jumped physically. They phys- if I hadn't been there, I'm telling you, I wouldn't have believed it. <laughs> but I was there. <laughs> and they jumped back in the lift, and they were like, whoa, what is it? There's just, there's something on you. And they just recognized something, and it's not, I hadn't said one word. And I, and I believe that this is what God's going to do with his people in, this, in what's about to happen on this earth right now is God's glory is going to cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. Amen? But let me just tell you that God's glory, we pray that. How, everyone knows that scripture. We all know that scripture. It's somewhere between Genesis and the maps. It says, arise, shine, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen 
upon the earth. No. It says the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. You. If the world, we pray, we go to prayer meetings. Lord, let your glory come. Lord, let the glory of the Lord, the glory of the Lord cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. That's how we pray. I've been to your prayer meeting. Jesus, help us, Lord. Lord, let your glory cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. And we pray like that. But it's so vague and sentimental and symbolic and figurative and poetic. And I remember, uh, I'll come back to this. But I remember praying in my room one day. I was like, I've got to be a good Christian. Go to my room close the door, and I'm praying, and I'm Miranda, Sunday, tie my bow tie, and I'm like, oh, Karaba, Sunday, and I'm praying, and I'm going, Lord, and I pray for the nations, and I pray, and I'm thinking, jeez, what an amazing, uh, you know, Christian I am, I'm praying for all these, all these needs and situations and whatever, and I just, I felt the Lord in the room, the Lord was in the room, and he just leaned forward, and he just said, um, excuse me, listen, uh, let me know when you're done, so we can just hang out. And it was like, take the wind out of your sails. Thanks, Jesus. You're ruining my prayer meeting. I thought I was being so spiritual. But we pray, God, let your glory cover the earth like the waters cover the sea. Meanwhile, the glory of God is going to be risen upon you. If the world is going to see the glory of God in 2021 and 22 and 23, they're going to see it in you. Not, we pray. You see, we think the glory of God is like some cloud that's going to roll in like a mist from the sea. And it will cover the earth like the waters cover the sea. Because that's what we think. But if the world's going to see the glory, they're going to have to see it in you. Unfortunately. No, fortunately. The world needs to see that the glory of God can rest upon normal people, everyday people. Because that's how we become the hope of the world. When they see the glory of God resting on you, and they know that you're just a normal person, just like them. You deal with the same issues, the same, the same struggles but they see something of the nature and the character and the weighty presence of God resting upon you. The glory of God is not for the pastor. <laughs> it's not just for the pastor or the, the frozen chosen. The glory of God is for every single believer. Everybody take your hand and point it out in front of you. Now turn your, turn your hand and bring it back like this and point at yourself. It's you. You're it. You're it. You're it. For the glory of the Lord will be revealed upon his people. Deep darkness will cover the, the, will cover the people, but the glory of the Lord will rise upon you and people will see it. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Thank you, Father. Everyone just say more.
Father God, I just pray this morning that you would just make us so hungry for everything that you have for us, Lord. Hungry, Lord, for everything that you have. Lord, take us deeper, Lord. We're not satisfied to just splash around in the shallows of salvation, Lord. We're not satisfied just to splash around, Lord, in in ankle-deep water, Lord. Take us deep in the things of your spirit, Lord. Take us deep in the realms of your glory, Lord. Let the glory of the Lord manifest in our lives, Lord, like never before. Thank you for healing that flows out of our fingertips. Thank you for life that flows out of our bodies, Lord. Thank you that you make us ministers of life in every situation, in every community, in every place that our foot shall tread. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Right now, where you're sitting in your seat, I just want you to let the Holy Spirit just fill you afresh. From the top of your head to the bottom of your feet, the Holy Spirit just wash over your life. I see the Lord walking up to people right now. I see Him kneeling down and crowning you, putting a crown of loving kindness upon your head. Some of you have never encountered the deep, overwhelming, uncontrollable love of God. This morning, the Holy Spirit comes and baptizes you in love. fresh infilling of the Spirit this morning. A fresh touch of heaven. Pour your Spirit on your people. Thank you for deep, deep change. God's grace just washing over people this morning. Grace. I see unworthiness being washed away. I see guilt and condemnation going. I see people that have been paralyzed just being healed. And I'm not talking about physically paralyzed. I'm talking about Paralyzed by fear. Paralyzed by doubt. Paralyzed by your insecurities. I just see God just crowning you. And every insecurity just goes right now. It goes right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just receive. Just receive. Receive right now. Let the glory of the Lord rest upon you this morning. You will not leave here the same as you came. I see God shifting the atmosphere in people's lives. I see a physical shift happening in your life. Some of you have felt just so stuck. God is just shifting the atmosphere of your life. It changes now. It changes now. 
wash over your people this morning. Wash over us this morning. Wash over us. Just obey the Holy Spirit. Some people in this place this morning, God has been speaking to you for a long time about making a, making a change and doing something. There's something that God has been pressing on your heart for a long time. And you've, you've been hesitant. You've been, you've been uh, twist, kind of wrestling with it. And I just feel the Lord just wants you to know this morning that things are shifting and that it's time to obey. It's time to do that for which I've called you. That for which I've purposed you. It's time for you to stop apologizing for who I made you to be. It's time for you to step forward and just shine with the glory of God. just evaporates in the presence of God this morning. I see a big mobilization coming from this church. I see this church starting to mobilize like never before. I see an act, I see the activation of many, many gifts coming out of this church. I see productivity and fruitfulness happening in this church. There's going to come a fruitfulness like you've never seen before. Really like you've never seen before. There's coming abundant fruit that's about to come out of this church. Physical fruit, but not just physical fruit, spiritual fruit. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Lord, I pray for boldness over your people, that they would be bold. Oh, that your people would be willing in the day of your power, that they'll be bold, Lord, like lions, Lord, that they'll not be intimidated by any more lies and fears of the enemy, Lord, that you just fill us so full of love that nothing will stop us. I speak it over your people this morning. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You don't have to be in a hurry. You can just continue receiving. We're going to take a little break. We'll come back again. We'll continue. But you, don't, you can continue to receive. If God is just ministering to you and speaking to you and you just feel His presence, you can continue.